Welcome back, listeners, to another production of Go Be Wyoming's Go Pokes recap show. I'm your host, Aaron Gray, and today I caught up with offensive lineman Blaine Baker for the Cowboys. Blaine and I recap the Cowboys' recent victory over Hawaii. Uh, Blaine gives me a little preview about their upcoming rivalry game against DSU. Uh, that's going to be played on Thursday. That is in Fort Collins. Blaine also talks about the Cowboys staff uh, has been encouraging the players to go out and vote, uh, which is awesome. And uh, hope you enjoy our recap show. And this is with Blaine Baker, offensive lineman for the University of Wyoming Cowboys. What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me pretty good? Yeah, I can. Good. Sometimes this shit's a mess, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys probably, I mean, you guys probably do all your, the Zoom meetings and all that crap. Yeah, we, during the whole quarantine thing, this, we were on this thing like four times a day. It was awful. Oh. <laughs> That's all we did. It was good for us, though, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> At some point. Well, you guys have a season, so that's all I got to say. <laughs> Seriously, we got to play, man. I never yeah. would have thought we got to, so that's a plus. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, well, dude, thanks for hopping on. Of course, um, man. Gosh, did, did I get to see you before the summer? I think we did, but. Maybe once or twice. I don't know. It was yeah. uh, it was a crazy time those last couple months, man. Like I was saying, it's been, it's been crazy since March, man. Yeah, but. Uh, well, thanks for hopping on. Um, you know, I, I had Dante on last week. I'm going to have him on tonight. And uh, okay. I'm kind of digging. If no one listens to us, it's fine. But it's like I'm digging catching up with you guys and right. talking about the games and um, seeing how things are going. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate you jumping on, man. Of course, man. It's fun to be here. It's good. Like you said, good to catch up, man. It feels like we haven't talked to each other in a while. I know. <laughs> Um, fair warning to anyone listening, because I am a I'm a I'm an O line D line coach, and if I got Blaine on and we start talking on tangents, you know, I uh, apologize. Talking to shop. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know how it is. We can we could hey. talk an hour on stuff. I know it's not. Hey, it's easy to talk about. It's a little. It's a niche community, but uh, we're both part of it, so <laughs> I could do it all day. Um, well, let's let's dive in, Blaine. Um, you guys, you know, the O-line coach has been changing quite a bit at, at Wyoming, but um, there's a, there's an experienced group right now, um, you know, that that you are a part of, um, you know, kind of talk about that, that that uh, meeting room, you know, that group um, of offense alignment um, and your coach, um, you know, how's that, you know, kind of talk about the summer, you know, we were kind of just talking about it's been super weird and how that affects, um, you know, offensive line. Um, well, like you said, there's been, um, at least since I've been here, I've had two different coaches, you know, um, with coach folks who initially recruited me and then offered me and all that stuff. And then he ended up leaving at the end of my freshman year. And, um, it was weird. We had a weird couple months there where we brought a guy in and then he left to go coach the NFL. So, you know, he was our coach, never really met him. And then we brought Coach Miller in. And, um, you know, you hear all this stuff. He just come from Ohio 
and you're like, okay, like I've never really heard about this guy. And then you start looking into his coaching tenure and he was the head coach of Wisconsin, which is the best offensive line in the country every year yep. when he was a young coach. And it's crazy to think that he ended up at the uh, University of Wyoming coaching a bunch of guys like us. So, I mean, at the end of the day, we're lucky. We're super lucky to have Coach Miller. Um, I think he embodies everything that Wyoming football tries to embody with, you know, smashing the mouth, run the ball every single play if you can. Um, we don't like passing the ball, and if we don't have to, we're not going to. Um, and I think he uh, he's brought that mentality to us with, you know, we call ourselves the dirt dogs now. And I think that, I mean, like I said, I think that embodies us perfectly. We're not the prettiest bunch of dudes, but we'll make it work. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's been, the O-line room is closer now than I've, I mean, I've been, a, I've been a part of a couple offensive lines now, but I think this is the closest I've ever been with a group of guys, just from top to bottom. You know, we, the dudes that, like Keegan Kreider and Logan, who are all conference guys, and Eric Aboji, who are all conference guys, down to dudes like me who, you know, don't play every snap, that we're all close and we work out together and we live together and we run together, we hang out together, we eat together, and we pretty much like to spend time together whenever we can. And um, and we're close with Coach Miller, too. You know, we're comfortable in saying, hey, we like this, we don't like this, and he's confident enough in us to listen to what we had to say, so... Like I said, I mean, it's one, it's a pretty cool experience to be a part of this. And especially in a game of football now that's changing to five wide every time, you know, no tight ends, no fullbacks that we're one of the only teams in the country that can still do it. And we still do it successfully. So yeah, it's really fun to be a part of this group. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's, um, I kind of want to dig into um, your guys' style of play um, and, and, you know, Miller's background obviously really meshes well with what coach bowl wants to do. Um, you know, I was watching the Hawaii game and those announcers made a comment about, um, you know, the average size of that group of your guys's group. And I mean, you guys in Hawaii, I think they've had some injuries, but just the, just the stats of the size, it's like, yeah, Wyoming's got some, um, I think they called you guys big old trees out there, you know, not, yeah. and I, I think they even said they're not the prettiest looking group, but, um, yeah everyone is big. Um, you got some big, you know, a, a big front, but, um, talk a little bit about, I, I think for people out there, you just mentioned, you know, everyone's in the college, especially going to the spread, you know, shotgun, um, you know, and, and, uh, in high school, you know, I know, you know, I'll say Sheridan was somewhat of a spread as well. You know, what's different about Wyoming other than, yeah, we got tight ends and fullbacks, but, um, you know, the bread and butter of what you guys want to do. And you don't have to put um, yourself in a situation if uh, you can't say it's a secret. Secrets. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, everything we do is pretty obvious, um, you know, since when I was watching them, when Coach Bull first got there, when you were my coach my freshman year of high school. Um, like, it's just, it's no secret to anybody anymore that if we can run the ball every play we're going to. And games like Hawaii where, you know, it's ugly, ugly, ugly in the first half but you still end up with 150 yards rushing in the first half that coming from sea level, you know, in Honolulu and coming up to 72-20 and then getting beat on all game. Like at some point you're going to break and mm -hmm. we train, we train. So we're the one that doesn't break. So we bring people into Laramie and at some point they're going to break and the floodgates are going to open and, you know, Xavier's going to hit a 20, 30 yard run in the fourth quarter. That's going to seal the game. And I mean, we might not put up, 600 yards offense like Oklahoma or 
the, you know, the schools that go spread or Clemson or those places, but we'll still, I mean, we can get a 300 yard rusher and we'll score 31 points, just banging out every single time. And, um, you know, like a perfect example is uh, when we played Reno, um, their offense is pretty much the exact opposite of what we are. And, you know, we stood toe-to-toe with those guys, and our defense made a ton of plays for us there to help us get back in that game. But, like I said, we're a completely different style of offense compared to almost everybody else in the country at this point. And um, Coach Bull likes to call it – it fits well with, like, the state of Wyoming mentality, you know. Like, you know, who cares what people think about us? You know, we'll still ground and pound and do what we do, and hopefully it works out for the best, and usually it does. So I think it's – it's more of a mentality than anything. And it's a culture that he's bestowed upon us and our program. And Coach Miller, like I said, follows that perfectly. And he makes us think that all we got to do, it doesn't matter if there's 10 guys in the box, we're still going to run a gap power and hopefully smash them in the mouth and get a couple <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> well, and that's that's what you want from an O-line coach is, I don't right. care if they've got 11 in the box, we're, gonna, we're still going to execute what we want to do. Um, right. I want to touch on what you said. Um, because you mentioned it, you know, you were a freshman in high school in Wyoming when Bull showed up um, and how he, his mentality of how he's run his, his team now and the culture that you're seeing really meshes with Wyoming. You're a Wyoming native. You've got um, Logan, who's also a Wyoming native. I mean, there's mm-hmm. plenty of Wyoming guys on the team um, and how it, um, everyone, you know, like Logan Wilson would mention it too that his culture meshes in with what Wyoming is, you know, how, how he wants to run the ball, how, how he wants his defense to play, you know, talk a little bit about that, you know, especially being a Wyoming guy, how that makes you feel pretty proud to be on the team. And, um, you know, if you get a play, you get a play. So talk, talk a little bit about that culture and how it does fit into Wyoming. Um, I think it's like you said, being Wyoming native, it's, it's a cool feeling to be able to go out on the field and, remember those times when you watch dudes like Josh and Brian Hill and Chase Roulier and Tanner Gentry and that whole 2016 team that were just incredible. And you get, and then you get guys on your team like Logan Wilson, who are Wyoming guys that, you know, made it all the way to the top and are some of the best rookies in the NFL right now. And it's fun to see. um, It's fun to be able to be a part of that as a kid from Wyoming. And I think, there's I think us guys from Wyoming are part of the identity of our team you know we don't (laughs) some of us don't make the best plays and some of us don't get a chance to go out there every Saturday but you know we're the backbone of what Wyoming embodies and we're the ones who carry on the you know we hate CSU we hate Air Force kind of thing you know like that's just kind of it's been in our blood since we were kids you know and you get to watch the games when you're a kid growing up coming up on Saturdays and watching everyone play and then being actually on the field and being able to do be a part of that is so cool. And I think, I think that's important to have as many Wyoming guys as you can on your team, you know, because I think that's, it helps bring up the whole, the whole vision that coach bull has that we're tough and hard nosed. And that's pretty much everyone from Wyoming. We're a bunch of guys that don't get looks anywhere else. So we end up at the university of Wyoming and we play our hearts out for our state and our communities that, you know, come and watch us on Saturdays and people back home that support you every time you do anything. So I think it's, it's cool to be a part of it coming from a place there. It's not a, we're not a big football state. So being able to come in here and play with dudes from Texas and California and the South, 
the southeast corner of the state, or I mean, the southeast corner of the country that is big time football and being able to step up, play toe to toe with those guys is a really cool experience. And it's grows you as a football player more than anything else could. Yeah, that's that's one thing I love about uh, the program right now is uh, one Wyoming kids are getting an opportunity. You know, there's there's numerous Wyoming kids that have gone through Coach Bull's program um, that a lot of people, like you said, you know, they they might not be the um, you know the starter every Saturday, but they are they have a role, and um, you know, um, many players that are in the NFL, like you mentioned, you know, do mention that that hey, you know, they're Wyoming guys that were leaders and um that's kind of the identity of the team and um I know Wyoming fans love that and um you know I think that's why he's he's turned it around and um you know people love watching and love what what you guys got going on um let's recap a little bit about Hawaii um you know yeah you guys um I think you you hit it on the head Blaine about um the run plays early you know don't look you know, they don't look pretty, you know, now I will say, I think you guys established yourself early, um, (laughs) but you know, like you said, it was four or five yard pops, you know, some, there were a couple, you know, the first touchdown was a 20 yarder. Um, but yeah, like you said, it was kind of, you know, slow going, but when you get to that end point, all of a sudden it's, or we're grinding out eight, 10 yards a pop. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, what else did you see out of your team? Um, you know, I'll say the defense played, spectacular but what are some other things you guys saw and maybe especially um I'll say this you guys have a, a new quarterback you know mm-hmm. Sean had that terrible injury and so now Levi's in um you know how has that affected you guys was there some changes that had to happen um that maybe you guys corrected in uh, against Hawaii mm-hmm. um it's uh we're lucky with going into this season we had two quarterbacks that we knew could I mean, sling it like Sean led us to eight victories, six games last year before he got hurt, you know, and he's a emotional leader for our team. I'd say obviously getting voted as a captain and he's a, he's just a tough dude, man. There's been not, couldn't happen to a worse guy getting hurt. Um, you know, you would have traded yourself for that any day. Um, he worked so hard to get back. And, but I think that took the wind out of our sails quite a bit when we played Reno Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to see your leader go down like that, but Levi steps up and he's a, I mean, he's just as good of a player. He's got a mentality. That's just, he's never going to go down. He'll never, he'll never run out of bounds. You know, he's not the kind of guy to duck out of bounds. He'll take the hit, smack the DB. And he's, uh, the nice thing about those two is their play styles are pretty similar. So for us up front, it's not a ton of change. Um, mm-hmm. They both like to move. They both like to scramble around a little bit and they can both sling it. So we're lucky with Levi in the game just as much as Sean. And Levi's lucky he got his uh, he got his experience last year playing against CSU and playing in the bowl game. So he's had games of playing and he's played well in those games. So he has our respect just as much as Sean does. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, like you're saying, in the Hawaii game, it's just watching our defense be able to make these crazy stops and against an offense that, you know, put up almost 40 points against Fresno the week before. And then we come in, they come in to Laramie throw for 120 yards and they can't run the ball at all. Um, and our defense just make crazy plays like the interception and the fumble and the sacks and everything they do for us. And then, you know, we take our chances and drive the ball 12 plays, 10 minutes, go get a touchdown and give them a break. So I think that's the biggest, I think if we can get clicking on both sides of the ball, 
um, our defense makes good stops and then we do what we do and take eight, nine minutes off the clock, grind it out drives, then I think we could win a lot of ball games. And that's the recipe for our victory against Hawaii for sure. And, you know, watching those guys at the end of the game, you're just, they're just getting tossed out of the bar by our dudes up front and X is making good plays and Trey pounds it in the end zone. And you always have to watch out for Levi and the quarterback runs. So I think we're a multifaceted offense. Well, it may not seem like it. We're a multifaceted offense that can yep. do things like that. But um, I think that's exactly what won Hawaii for us. Like you were saying, our defense played, I mean, out of their mind. They played really well the last two weeks. Um, mm -hmm. The DNs, Vic and uh, Camp Smith, the freshman, and Jordan Bertignoli inside from Casper played super well. So it's nice to see um, they're coming out. I mean, we banged with them all all during coronavirus camp. You know, our four weeks of practice before we played Reno, we all we did was hit to hit each other. So it's nice seeing them get to play against other people and play as well as they're doing. So I think that's a hundred percent the reason why we won against. OI is our defense making huge stops and us being able to capitalize when we can. Yep. Well, and I think, um, you, you know, to give Levi some credit, well, one, it sounds like you guys were positioned well. You had Sean and then, you know, Levi seems like a good leader. But for an offensive line, you kind of mentioned, you know, he and, and I could see it in the game. He uh, he likes the contact. It seems like he likes to yeah. uh, get hit a little bit. And uh, like you said, put his head down and, and uh not step out um, as an old lineman. That probably feels pretty good to know your QB. You know, he likes to yeah. get a little dirty. Yeah, you know he's a tough dude. Um, and you know when they do call a quarterback runs, you're like, this dude's going to get five yards at least. You know, he's not falling backwards and he's not going to get a, he's not going to get sacked. You can't catch up to him. So even if you mess up, I mean, you got a safety back there with Levi because he can run and move around. And he's just a, like you said, he's a great leader as well. Um, Going in, we took reps. The ones took reps with Levi and Sean all camp, and everyone was working with both of them. So it wasn't too much of a drastic change when he came in, and he's a great player. So we're lucky. We're, like, again, we're one of the only teams in the country that can have two very successful quarterbacks. And yep. we only have one left, so we got to protect him as well as we can <laughs> for the rest of the year. So he's a good He's a. We're very lucky to have Levi in the backfield, and we'd be just as lucky to have Sean if he was still around too. So, and hopefully by the next, by the time we play next year, it'll be back to the same thing. But yeah, yeah. like you're saying, Levi is a hard, hard-nosed dude. And he's a very good player. Yeah. We're lucky, lucky to have both of them. Yeah, no, it's it uh, sounds like that was kind of the plan, maybe you know, by by the coaches is maybe a two. You know, because Sean is more, of, I would say, more of a runner. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Levi's athletic, but to me, it looks like yeah. Sean may be more of the running QB. But um, yeah, let's talk a little bit, uh, kind of get you out of here, Blaine. I know you, your guys' schedule is probably uh, getting changed <laughs> all the time. But yeah, um, so Border War, Border War got changed. Um, it was going to be Saturday, but now it's going to be playing on Thursday. Um, Correct. And then uh, I, was, I was talking with your dad, no fans at CSU. So it's going to be a weird, um, weird border war. Um, no fans on a Thursday. Um, we interrupt this interview and segment of Go Pokes recap show with Blaine Baker. Um, we had some technical difficulties uh, via Zoom, 
Um, thank you for listening. If you want to sponsor this Go Pokes recap show, please reach out to us here at Go Be Wyoming. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or send us an email at gobwyo at gmail.com. And let's get back to Blaine Baker. We're going to talk about the Border War game. Technical difficulties. This thing's a mess, man. I I get you. <laughs> happens every day. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're right. You're right. Um, what was my uh, t- oh? So we were we were gonna we were talking a little bit about TSU uh, border mm-hmm. war. Um, they they've changed the schedule on you guys. It's supposed to be played <laughs> Saturday. Now it's Thursday. Um, and then uh, no fans. Uh, CSU's right. not allowed any fans. Um, mm-hmm. you've been to a couple of these. Um, you know, outside of outside of it's going to be kind of weird. You know, no fans. CSU. Um, you know, what are you guys? What are you guys looking? Um, you know, looking to improve on. Um, you know, what are what are some things that CSU does pretty well? Um, yeah, kind of kind of give us a little preview of uh, CSU. Well, as far as the game goes, it's not going to feel much different with no fans in the stadium than it does a usual CSU game. But um, uh, <laughs> it's uh, it'll be uh, uh, it'll be weird. Um, you know, they're pretty strict on their no fans rule, so I don't think there's really going to be anybody. Um, that artificial crowd noise can make things a little better. Um, as far as the weird feeling, it helps to have something in there, so it's not just like a scrimmage. Um, right. But it'll be weird. Um, that stadium is so cool. Their new stadium is really cool. Their field's really nice. So it'll be nice to play on nice turf and brand new stadium and all that stuff will be nice. But it's a bummer not being able to, you know, Wyoming fans travel super well to CSU and they travel well everywhere. Um, so it'll be tough to have a border war with no um, support from our fans because um, they're the ones who, you know, they get us through some of these things. So it's nice to be able to have them there. And I think it'll be, it'll be hard not having the CSU fans there too. Um, it's uh, they're a rowdy bunch and so are our fans. So when they get together, it's usually pretty fun and it's supposed to be a nice night. Unlike last year when it was about five degrees outside, there wasn't that many people there. So right. <laughs> um, uh, it's weird. Um, we were lucky last week. It felt like a normal home game there was 7,000 people there. So, and they had a, we had a really good crowd. So it sounded just like a normal game and the energy was there, but it's just all part of making adjustments. Uh, just mm-hmm. like everything else we're doing this season, you know, with Thursday games and practice on Saturdays and Sundays and in through the week. And it's just part of making adjustments. And as far as CSU goes there, I mean, they're a good team. They, uh, they're coming, they're going to have energy for this game. You know, Coach Adazio is a super high energy guy. And he, the moment he came in here, he was talking about how important this game is for the, you know, the city of Fort Collins and the University of CSU. And I mean, it's important for them to, we've had him the last four years and it's important for them to, you know, get the boot back to Fort Collins. And I think you can throw out any of the scores. You know, they got beat pretty bad by Fresno. But at the end of the day, that doesn't really matter when you play each other. Um, they have a really good – they have two – a couple stout D linemen that will uh, pose problems for us up front, you know, and they'll uh, – their offense looks pretty potent. They had a tight end who had almost 200 yards receiving last week. So, you know, he's definitely a guy they'll have to watch out for. And But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just another game, and we got to go play. If we play our game and pick up the pressure CSU brings, it'll be 
another 300 yard night, hopefully for X and Trey and Levi get on the board. So I think if we play our game, we can, you know, we'll play, we can play with anybody and I think we can have a good game. But like I said, CSU is a good team. And just because they're 0-1 doesn't mean we can look past them any differently than we would look at anybody else. So I think they pose, they pose a lot of issues for us anyway. You know, their uh, defense is, their defense with their new coordinator is a little different than we're used to with Coach Bowl playing them eight times or whatever now. So it's a little different than what we're used to. But, um, and, you know, only being able to practice two, really two days this week on the CSU stuff and only get a couple walkthroughs into their stuff has been, uh, like I said, an adjustment. So we'll have to, it's really important that we focus and pay attention and pick up their pressures and do what we can. And I think if we can do that, I think we'll have a good game. Yeah. You know, I was going to ask you a little bit about, you kind of already talked about is it's a, you know, everything goes out the window in those rivalry games, you know, Mm -hmm. I, and um, um, I think it'll be interesting to see because I forgot their, their game with New Mexico got canceled. Mm -hmm. So they've only had one game against Fresno. Yeah. you know, it'll be interesting to see if that gives you guys an edge because you guys have, you know, you know, had two games and then, right. you know, had to deal with the, the rescheduling and kind of all that mm. stuff. So it'll be kind of interesting it's, to see how that plans out. Um, yeah. And, you know, but, Coach Bowles' favorite thing to say is the team makes their most improvement between their first game and their second game. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. And they could be a completely different team than we saw in film last week, especially because our offense is so unique to – um, Fresno's that you know we could come out and they could be a completely different defense than we're used to. So, right, it'll just be it's really important for us to take them seriously and do what we do every yep. week. Yeah, every week's a new week, and then especially yeah. a, a rivalry game. And um, yeah. like you said, they're they're going to be pumped. You know, it's um, they missed their first home game, so so they're going to mm-hmm. be you know looking to yeah. come out strong. Um, mm-hmm. But um, what? Uh, um, what was I going to ask you? Shoot. Um, well, I think that's all I had for you. Other than this, Blaine, you know, I have the inside scoop. We'll report it first. You know, you're going <laughs> to, you're going to get some playing time. It looks like due to, and it, and it's not COVID. It sounds like it's, it's mono. Is that right? Yep. And he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, you know, Logan is one of my best friends. So it's hard when he's out. Um, it's killer, you know, but, um, you know, hopefully it works out. Uh, it's kind of a, it's up in the air as always, but I, who knows if Logan can make a miraculous recovery and make it to the game on Thursday, then things will be different. But, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you'll see big 74 out there at some point during the game. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, it's been a weird week. So if things keep getting weirder, I might end up out on the field. So <laughs> hopefully we're hoping we're hoping that's the case. But like I said, it's hard to see Logan go down, especially when, you know, the border war for us Wyoming guys is really important. So yeah, seeing him go down, it, it always hurts. But, you know, it opens up opportunities for other guys. So that's where I got to step in and make the most of my opportunities and hopefully get in the game on Thursday. Whatever yeah. day it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever day it is. And, and, you know, I think that's important of, you know, the O-line group is always, I think more, more so than other groups, you, you know, especially with COVID now, I, I would imagine coach Miller's probably said it like, 
some you guys got to be ready, you know, because some, you know, yeah. who who knows? So, you know, knock yeah. on wood, I don't want to jinx you, but yeah, you know, somebody could somebody could test positive tomorrow, and then all of a sudden yeah. you guys are scrambling, you know, and yeah, it's um, been that's been the weirdest part of this year is that I mean, you could be the fifth string guy, and all of a sudden four of your teammates get contact traced, and you're starting on Saturdays. So yeah. it's been really important to stay ready and. Our coaches have done a good job adjusting and keeping everybody ready and make sure everyone's ready to roll. So, and I'd like to think I'm ready to roll. So, <laughs> I think I'm ready to go if my number gets called at all. That's awesome. No, that's good. What, um, uh, you know, what is it? What's your schedule like? I kind of asked this to Dante, but what's, um, do you have any classes in person? Is it all online? What, what's kind of like your day to day? Um, um, last spring, I went in to meet with my advisor and I figured something like this is probably going to happen. So I tried to schedule most of my classes to stay online anyway, mm -hmm. um, regardless of if school would move online at all. So most of my classes are online. I go one day in class, which is a weird, it's campus is very weird. It's like a ghost town. You know, usually you got thousands of students walking around Prexy's pasture, but now it's nobody. And you have to have special like fingerprints and stuff to get into your classroom buildings. And you have to be there at a certain time. You got to leave at a certain time and everyone wears masks and you're only allowed 14 people plus a teacher in some of your classes. And it's bizarre, but it's been really nice. You know, actually being able to be online has been really nice because I get all my mornings free so I can kind of refocus, get ready for practice, do things I need to take care of so it doesn't interfere with me trying to practice and get ready to play but it's been it's been one of the weirdest semesters I've ever had you know yeah and thankfully our professors have been my professors at least for the most part have been pretty forgiving about things and understand that a lot of stuff can happen in these couple of days so it's been it's crazy and the football schedule is crazy like I said we've been last week we played Hawaii on Friday night and we were back at the facility at 8 a.m. On, on Saturday getting tested and then going back to meetings and practice and recovery stuff. So, I mean, that's just – that never happens. And then, you know, we play TSU on Thursday and don't play Air Force for another nine days until the next Saturday. So, it's just adjusting to new schedules and everybody's in the same boat and everybody's got to focus on school almost more because we're all in my, online now. And it's just – it's a crazy, crazy time. And – I think whoever adjusts best will have the best chance of playing the best games. So I think if we can adjust better than anybody else, then I think we'll have the best chance. But yeah, our schedule is mad, madhouse for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Nobody really knows what's going on. I don't even think Coach Bull knows what the schedule is most right. of the time. He just goes day to day and sees what happens. Yeah. So yeah, it's been nuts. But hey, well, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's part. You know, every everyone's dealing with that, and uh, it's kind of yeah. cool that you guys have embraced it. You know, and said, "Hey, you know, we're just taking day by day. Do you know, um, the old uh, old uh, Coach Julian? You know, just control what you can control, right? <laughs> control you, know, what you can control. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, last thing, Blaine, have you gone and voted, or did you already vote before, or are you go? Um, uh, actually, when we hit off of here, I'm gonna head over. Um, yeah. I'm waiting. All right. We, uh, like I said, we had testing this morning and I did some just finished up some homework. So I'm going to head out and go vote. And our coaches were very, very uh, persuasive on that. They said you should use your right to go vote. And yep. If you get a day off, you might as well use it to go vote. So I'm heading there right now. So awesome. Get, get cool. that done. It'll be my first presidential election I voted in. So 
Oh wow! It's a new fun experience. Yeah, new experience to vote for. So hopefully, hopefully we can get out. I think it'll be fun. It should be an easy thing. But yeah, I'm getting out there right after this. Cool. No, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad the coaches are telling you guys to go vote. Mm-hmm. Um, I just went and did that. You know, here was was just fine. You know, I mm-hmm. think. You know, Laramie's probably not going to be that busy, I would imagine, like no. Sheridan. So, but uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty chill. A lot of people I know have already voted. I'm like, yep. geez, I didn't even know you could do that. I thought it'd be fun to just go on the day of the election and get part of the, you know, but yep. everyone here has already voted. People voted two weeks ago, mailing stuff. I'm like, geez, you guys are way more on top of it than I'll ever be. But nah, <laughs> I'm I, just here for, I'm just here to do it on the day. I, I, I will, I've never done it yet by by mail but yeah uh, i'll i'll probably ask you next week i don't i don't think there's any um you can't substitute doing it in person i don't think yeah i I think um you know and i understand why some people do mail-ins and stuff but Mm -hmm. i uh, you'll i'll I'll ask you next week i I don't think there's (laughs) any you know this is only my this is only my third presidential one you know but Mm -hmm. I don't, I, there's nothing, I don't think you can beat it. The the experience yeah. of, of being around right. other people and voting and, and yeah, uh, I think it's a, I, it's, it's a fairly patriotic thing to do regardless. I mean, it doesn't matter who you vote for, but yeah. I think it's a patriotic thing. You can, you know, it's weird. Coach Miller talked about it yesterday. He's like, it's the most patriotic thing you can do. And you have to realize that you have this right that a lot of other people don't. And if you don't take advantage of it, you're doing a disservice to yourself and doing a disservice to everyone who, you know, puts their literal life on the line mm-hmm. for to give people the opportunity to do this. So, I mean, like I said, regardless of who you vote for, I think it's very important that we all exercise our civic duty and go do what we can. And, you know, <laughs> Coach Bull said, if you like the way the country's going, go vote. If you don't like the way it's going, go vote. So yep. <laughs> it's funny last night uh, that that's his view on it. So it was really fun to, it's fun to talk to those guys and, you know, dig in a little bit with uh, yeah. our mentors and see how they think about it and, you know, try to follow what they do. Absolutely. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I'll, uh, I'll let you go so you can go okay. vote. and uh, Blaine, let's, uh, let's try and do this every week. I'm going to have course, Dante on tonight. Let's yeah. Um, I want to follow up with all the Sheridan boys. Uh, I'd love it, um, man. Tell, tell the, um, you know, like Logan, I'd love to, I've never met Logan. That'd be cool yeah. to talk to him. Um, yeah. and then, uh, I'll get all my that, guys on, man. They'd love to. Yeah. Any, any of the Wyoming kids, I want them yeah. on. Um, uh-huh. but, uh, and Frank, I can get Frank on. He's a little, he'll love to do it. And all my, yeah. all my dad, all my guys would love to do it. So yeah, yeah. I'll get him in contact with you for sure. Shoot, you know, I, I'm fine with the whole line group. You know me, I'm oh. you know, but <laughs> oh, the boys, man, the dirt dogs. We, but nobody else like nobody else wants to talk to us. So we might as well try to get somebody on here. Yeah, <laughs> who wants to talk to us one of these days? Pro- the problem is, you guys are all so big. You know how are we gonna? Right. You know that's the we can't all fit in the same. We gotta get like a double wide trailer to sit in. All of us, <laughs> we can't fit in the same room. I have to go to a conference room. <laughs> yeah, what, we got some big bodies, man. Who's big who's the bodies. Who's the left guard? That's uh, Eric, right? Um, Eric Biggie. Yeah. Eric Boje. Yeah. I was watching you guys against Hawaii, and uh, I think he was running a, an a gap power. And I, yeah. I grabbed Lexi, and I was like, "That's a big boy right there." And she's, she's like, "Which uh, one?" I was like, Hold, "Just wait." I was like, "You're gonna see him, and <laughs> you'll know exactly." He yeah. makes the rest of us look small. Yeah. I mean, all of all of our starters are. I mean, Frank's three ten, Logan's three ten, Keegan's three fifteen, Eric's like three seventy. 
And then the Latrell or Rudy's both 300 pounds. So we're all big dudes. We got some yeah. big dudes. And he makes everyone look tiny. Yep. He's a well, freak, man. He's he we're lucky. Well. So lucky. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the craziest part. Is you're like, dang, Biggie, no way he can get out and run. But he runs better than any of us. <laughs> you know, he's he's a freak, man. He's uh we got some freaks. And you know, he's here for another two years. So oh wow. <laughs> There's nothing to complain about there. Yeah. yeah, but there's some monstrosities. Well, like, you know, coming from Sheridan, I'm the biggest dude in three counties. And then I come here and I, like, the second smallest dude on the whole line. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working against dudes like Frank's 6'9", 320 sometimes. I'm like, good night. These people are just huge. Yep. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here at this point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> these guys make me look like I'm, a, like, a middle schooler. Yeah. But... Yeah, I just try to keep up with those guys. That usually keeps my weight on pretty good. <laughs> just just happy to be here. I'm just happy to be right, here. Right, I'm just happy to be here. I love hanging out, man. I'm, I'll be here all the time. If I can get in, great. If not, hey, I'll play my field goal. I'm going to punch shield, and I'll get, I'll get in and get out, do what yeah. I can. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. How much are you weighing right now? Uh, yikes. It's been a rough couple weeks. So I'm probably about 310 right now, 307, 310, right around there. So you're right there. You're right there. We're getting up there. We're getting yeah. up there. I never, I was never worried about it. They're always yeah. like, I remember my mom was so worried about it when I got recruited that I was like, it was my sophomore year. I was like 260 pounds. She's like, no way you can get up to 300 pounds. I'm like, listen, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I was like, the way they feed me, I'll get up to 300 and no yep. time. Yeah, I was like, once I get out of here and get to go eat whatever I want, I was like, I'll be 300 by the first time I get there. Sure enough, here I am, 307. Yep. A couple years later, <laughs> they, they figure it out. There's, there's, yeah. uh, those coaches know how to put the weight on. Well, I, I yeah, don't know where it goes. I'm not the first. I'm not the first 270 pound offensive lineman to go to play college football. So yep. they've had me a couple times. They figure out how to do it. Our strength staff is a. Uh, Definitely knows what they're doing, it seems like, which is, you know, crazy to think they're Division One strength coaches. They know what they're doing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, man. It's it's a whole different world. There's some big yeah. dudes. And yeah. Some of our D tackles, the D tackles you play against are, you know, 270, 280. Yep. It's crazy. And we got some good ones, so it's always fun going against those guys in practice. But it's a, yeah. it's a whole different world than Sheridan High School was a couple yeah. years ago. <laughs> it's funny watching Bridger – you know his games and stuff i'm like dang it's crazy to think i was out here three years ago and how much different things are and how much different i look and how much different the team is and yeah the coaching staff and the sidelines and all that stuff but it's you know makes me feel like you all washed up dude that yeah <laughs> still you know and i'm sure you get you get that feeling too oh know? yeah oh yeah it happens stuff, but dude. it's uh <laughs> You know, it's uh, you just gotta you you you'll you'll see it in a couple of years. It's it's cool, yeah. but it's uh, yeah. Um, but anyways, but uh, well, I'll let you go, Blaine. I appreciate it, right. this. Um, yeah, this was fun, and um, yeah, yeah you reach out to your boys, tell them, tell yeah. them I want to get them on, and uh, we'll do. Uh, good luck. I'll watch. Thank you know, border war. Yeah, uh, yeah. And if you get in, I'll be looking for you. Dang right. I hope everyone is. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'll, we'll do this again next week. All right, man. All right. Go vote. All right. Yeah, we'll see you. See you, Blaine. That was another production of Go Pokes. Uh, go be Wyoming's 
football recap show. That was uh, an interview with Blaine Baker, an offensive lineman for the Cowboys. It was great catching up with Blaine, and hopefully he gets uh, an opportunity to play in a Board of War game. Uh, the starting right guard, Logan Harris, that he was talking about uh, has mono, so we'll see if he plays on Thursday. Thanks again for listening, and hope you enjoyed this production of Go Be Wyoming.